Saints. We are here with Ralph Marlboro of the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. How you doing, Ralph? I'm doing great. <laughs> What's up? This is. Are we, are we? Are we excited? I feel like. I feel like. Saints Twitter. We made this happen. <laughs> we we put it out in the universe, and we put it out in the universe, and we made the Mark Ingram trade from the Texans to the Saints. We made this happen. I feel like Saints Twitter. I feel like we made this happen. I don't disagree. I actually think that this was something that people have literally just put, I was going to say pen to paper, but it's not pen to paper. It's their fingers to a screen and just put out there into the universe. And this has just been unfolding for the last, what, three weeks, three or four weeks. We've been, we've been trying to get this to go. So first things first, Mark gets to catch Deuce McAllister for the all time record for the Saints rushing. That's right. That's that, that, that to me it's amazing. Like it, it's going to be so. But he's eighty-nine yards away. Yeah, and he's getting the eighty-nine yards. He might get it against Tampa. Yeah, I was going to say he might get it in his first game. <laughs> like he won't get it against Tampa. Oh, uh, he might get it against Atlanta the next week. Which either one would be amazing, wouldn't it? A division rival. Uh, I mean, either one would be amazing. But doing it against Atlanta in the dome, <laughs> that would just be. Best. Well, like, he he basically. Really, go ahead, sorry. No, I was gonna say, you know, we were talking on the podcast, and we have been we've been you know talking about this pretty regularly, you know. And our, uh, my co-host Dave Cariello, he you know it's a it's a running thing on our, our podcast. Mark Ingram was his boyfriend; he was his dude. <laughs> And he looked up the career rushing, and he must have forgotten that Mark Ingram was 89 yards away from being the career, Saints career rushing leader. And he got mad all over again that Mark Ingram wasn't on the team. And went on like a five-minute rant about how terrible it was. But now it's all come full circle. He's going to be back. It's great. Side note, you guys busting Kevin's balls on his breakup with the girlfriend was priceless. That was hilarious and hurtful all at the same time. That it, poor was, it, was, uh, it was it was our podcast at our best or <laughs> our worst, depending on depending on how you how you do our show. Uh, Thomas, our executive producer with the sad violin, yeah, that was hilarious. Is probably like that's that's we don't pay him enough. Like he just dropped that sad violin, like he was turning a six four three double play. It was, it was amazing. Um. So, if Ingram does do it against Atlanta, is he basically doing it against his future team? Because it seems that Atlanta just wants to take all the retread Saints when they're completely done and hire them, a la Joe Horn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I never was mad at Joe Horn like other people. I just feel like Joe Horn was washed and stole $7 million of Arthur Blank's money. Yeah. But I was never that mad. I was never that mad at Joe Horn for, for getting getting the last paycheck from from Arthur old, old Arthur Blank. Yeah. Well, but um, <clears throat> I gotta say, like this is key. Like I don't know. Like I I'm in Houston, right? So I watch the Texans a little, although they're dreadful to watch. Although they do play hard. Yeah. I, I'm not sure Mark Ingram has that much left. Like he kind of looks, he kind of looks washed. But we love him so much that, like, we're open for the best and maybe a better offensive line. And the thing is, like, he doesn't need to be great. He just needs to give the Saints 
You just need to give him six carries, 20 yards. Yeah, I was just going to say, if he, if he can get, you know, second and short, and he can churn some of those into first downs, or if he can get, you know, those yeah. third those third and inches, and we can put him in instead of exposing Alvin Kamara to, you know, another one of those, you know, the pops in the mouth where he doesn't need to take that hit, then we then we're winning because you know that you know that Sean Payton knows he can trust him with the ball. So I guess my question yeah, is to you: what 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 is the what is the benefit here on the the entire the entire season having Mark Ingram be the second guy now? And does it take away from Tony Jones? Well, well, I mean, I think I think what it says is they either don't trust Tony through Tony Jones, or listen, just because they said his ankle sprain wasn't a high ankle sprain, he might be back or whatever. You don't know. Lutz was supposed to be back too. He had a setback in practice. We don't know how it's going to go. Only they know that, right? Yeah. So we can't know how healthy Tony Jones is, and you never know when a guy comes off an injury how he's going to respond when he practices and all that. So you don't know. The thing is, though, that this does, which is undeniable, is it gives the Saints an energy and a happiness. And I'm not a big, I'm not a believer in momentum. But I am a believer in chemistry and happiness and belief. And you saw it. Kamara's like, we back, baby. The <laughs> yeah. best comedy duo in America. They're back. <laughs> you got kids. They got guys on that team that love Mark Ingram. And they're excited. And I think it sends a message to that locker room that the Saints believe that this season, maybe it's not a Super Bowl, but they believe this season is special. And the front office is saying, let's go get this. Yeah. Let's go get this season. We're not we're not gonna run Kamara in the ground because if we want run Kamara into the ground, our see our offense is shot and we believe twenty twenty one can be something fun and is worth playing for because we're four and two and we're in the thick of it. Let's go get this. You know, they beat Tampa, Ryan, they're tied in the loss column in yep. the top. Yep. So I think a lot locker rooms they know that they know, like the Saints know, Mickey Loomis, Ireland, all of them, they're trying to win, just like the Texans <laughs> locker room is like, what the fuck are we doing here? Are we just like a far, are we just like a payday loan uh, situation for the Saints? Are we just like a low interest loan for the Saints? Right? It's, yeah, it's, it's, interesting yeah. How, it's interesting how the Texans, even after Bill O'Brien, are still making bonehead moves. Like, they're getting rid of quality guys and keeping guys that don't seem that they can play. Like, Philip Lindsay looks like a guy completely out of... Like, he looks like he's playing the wrong sport. He's like the Chris Hogan of running backs right now. You know, and, like, just yeah, doesn't seem I to mean, have... Yeah. Like, the Texans... The Texans are... Find somebody that's as committed to you as the Texans are... And having a top two pick. Like, <laughs> they, they are not fooling around. They are like the Lions. They play hard every week. The Jacksonville, they're a disaster, but they got Trevor Lawrence. We can go get this number one pick, baby. So do, what we can it, go get this. We, gotta just, we just got to liquidate the roster completely. <laughs> what, what are the chances of us getting Brandon Cooks on a realistic level? What do you think? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I... I was surprised, Ryan, because I thought his cap hit was higher than it was. Because 
Because the Saints, they don't have cap space. But like Ingram, his cap hit is less than $2 million. And he may not even be like a top veteran. Like you can only count certain guys towards the roster veterans if their salary isn't a certain level. Mm. So he might even not even count. You know, he might only count 800000 towards the cap, even though his salary is $2 million. Okay. I thought Brandon Cook's salary was higher, but his cap hit is only $2.5 million. Oh, gosh. I mean, let's get this done, make it a package deal. Well, I'm saying right now, if we had Brandon Cooks to go with Michael Thomas, Marquez Calloway, and the corpse of Traquan Smith while he's healthy, I think that that gives us an opportunity to kind of maybe give Jameis a couple of weapons that he can do something with, because I'm in the... You've seen me on Twitter. I'm Team Jameis. I think the guy's playing solid football. And if his name wasn't Jameis, I think the NFL media would actually pay attention and say, like, yeah, this guy's playing a commendable, you know, first six games without a starting wide receiver that's not an undrafted free agent or guys that are picked up off the street, no tight end to speak of. And two of the five offensive linemen have been out the majority of the year. And he's only turned the ball over three times. So, you know, like, if, if that's the case and the kids and the kids taking care of the football, you give them those kind of weapons. Doesn't that change the offense completely? I mean, it does. And listen, Jameis is doing enough. Jameis is doing enough. I, 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 think, I think it's unfair. I mean, it was range. You cut out there, boss. This game Monday. Yeah. What that, I, I, I would do Jameis' game Monday. If, if, if one of those long throws that he connects, if, if, he, if, if his receiver, if Kevin White or Still, if they catch one of those long throws that he threw that they should have caught, and he hit Troutman when Troutman was wide open instead of Scrim, two things, yeah. we view his game completely different. Yeah. We're like, Jameis is hot. Jameis is a rolling baby. <laughs> so it's not, it's not that... It's not that much, and I just look at the Saints wide receivers, and they're, they're, not, they're not good. Like, you can cut it any way you want. You can say what you like. They're like, I think Callaway, he'd be a nice, he's a nice number three receiver. Yeah. Like, that's what he is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's it's sad, and it, and it's and it's sad that Traquan Smith came back, and you could tell that that's a rhythm thing, right? Like Traquan Smith's not not a guy that cuts corners or or doesn't play hard. I would actually attribute him to a hardworking guy that works harder than the next man, and that's why he kind of stands out on film. And he just couldn't get right in that game. Like even when he cut his route off, it wasn't because he's being lazy. I think he was just out of rhythm of what was going on, and maybe the moment was just too big for him. You know, coming back from not playing for so long. So it'll be interesting to see how they react back in the Dome. Um, I think this is, I've been calling, I've called for Jameis to have a big game twice this year. And one of the games, it would have been a big game. The Kenny Stills touchdown that got brought back because of Troutman. Like, that would have been a big game for Jameis had that going. Because we had the rhythm going in that Giants game. I think that this is going to be the game. You know, Tampa secondary is, is banged up. They get Levante David back this week, it looks like. But the defensive line last week for Tampa... They didn't look as good as they did early in the year, and the secondary is is Swiss cheese. So, I I don't see how Jameis isn't completely one hundred percent locked in and prepared for this game. And I know we're not going to expect Mike back, but you know, have, is Mark eligible to play this week? Yeah, he'll be eligible. Yeah. I wonder how much of the playbook. The only he... thing that makes... Go ahead. I think you. I 
I think you could drop Ingram in and give him five carries. Like, <laughs> I don't see why not. Could like, he get? Why, like, why wouldn't Mark? Could he get involved in the screen game? Get, I mean, I'm sure he can. Like, the man knows the playbook. He was there. Yeah. You know? um, I'll say this about Tampa: is their secondary is booty. Like, yeah. It's, it's it's injured, and it wasn't even really that good last year. And it's not healthy. It's booty. Like their secondary, you their secondary can be had. Yep. The thing that's difficult with Tampa is you can't you can't run on them, and they got a pass rush boy. They got Shaq Barrett, they got JPP, they got Vita Bay. Like they got dudes, they got dudes that can come and get it. So, and they're built like they they score so much on offense. They play from ahead. Their their defense is built to play from ahead, right? Because they're like, oh, we're ahead fourteen nothing. Now you got to throw. Now we can now we can pin back and go. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's an interesting contrast with the Saints. But I'll say this for the Saints, and I think I think a lot of the national media is forgetting it. Yeah, Tampa got that playoff game, Ryan. They won. But Tom Brady was not good in that playoff game. He didn't turn the ball over, but he was 18 of 33. He didn't throw for 200 yards. Like, he wasn't good in that game. Yep. You know? And the other two games, the Saints wrecked him. He was sick. They sacked him six times, intercepted him five times. Like the Saints defense, they can get after Tampa. They have the people that cover Tampa. And the Saints will have Marcus Davenport back, so you know they can pressure him. And the thing about Brady, as amazing as he is, and he's an ageless wonder, he defies time and all that. The one thing that Tom Brady is, if you pressure him, he looks like a 44-year-old dude <laughs> really fast. Yes, he sir. Does. But yep. the thing is, teams can't, teams can't get to him, so he looks fine. But if you only need to hit him three or four times, and he starts looking like an old man, can the Saints do it? Eh, I don't know. We'll see. But you know what? They did it twice last year, you know? Yeah. So... I think it's possible, and it's Giants, because it was the Giants, and the Giants are trash, and the Saints were winning the whole game. So the crowd never really was in it until the end when we were panicked because we thought they were going to lose, which they did. Yeah. But that crowd, it's going to be a re- it's going to be a regular rocking big game Saints crowd on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so I expect it to be a fun, fun game. Really, in all honesty, Sunday is the Saints' home opener. Let's yeah. just be real. Yeah, that's one hundred percent real. And like, I was at, I was in New Orleans for the Pittsburgh Halloween game. You know, in what well, I think it was two thousand and eleven, two thousand ten. Yeah, I was there for that game, and that was a night game. That was so cool. Um, the energy in the dome is going to be crazy. But you spoke to something that I want to ask you, but I just didn't want to cut you off. You said hitting Brady and getting pressure on Brady is going to be key. We get Onyemata back, and Marcus Davenport looked like the best, sorry, I lied, the second best player next to Demario Davis on the field against Seattle. So if we got Davenport being spelled by Passigno or vice versa, and then Granderson and Cam Jordan and Onyemata getting pressure on Brady, does that not make this game a completely different game than what people are expecting? Because if we get a lead and they're playing catch-up, well, I don't think Leonard Fournette's going to be able to run on us 
And Marshawn Lattimore already owns Mike Evans, so we're basically banking on the tight ends and maybe Godwin beating up on Paulson Adebo. Because if they had Antonio Brown, even if they had Antonio Brown, I was talking about this on our podcast, just saying, we got Bradley Roby just for this, I think just for this, because we got Adebo, Roby, and Marshawn Lattimore. All three of those guys can guard number one receivers. So well, and here's the thing: like Brown isn't going to play. He was in crutches today. Yeah. So I don't think Antonio Brown's going to play. And here's the thing: like everybody thinks, oh, Gronk's going to play. Gronk's going to play, dude. Mal- Malcolm Jenkins owned him last year. Like, yeah. Malcolm Jenkins is still really good. And listen, Malcolm Jenkins, besides like the elite of the elite tight ends. Like, Malcolm Jenkins is still a freak, even though he's old. And players like Gronk and Jimmy Graham, Malcolm Jenkins wrecks them. Like, Malcolm Jenkins is going to wreck Gronk because Gronk is a serviceable tight end. Now, but he was in Gronk. He was in 2011. Nope. Nope. Hey, he's got hurt ribs. Put a little hot sauce on them ribs. <laughs> yeah, and we got we got Werner playing well, and Quan's back, and Quan's the coverage guy. So, like, I think yeah. it's interesting that we brought Mark Ingram back because I see a parallel between Mark Ingram and Quan Alexander, like offense and defense. They both bring the juice, quote unquote, for either side of the ball. That's right. And I just love that that is the aspect you brought. You said, like you just said, the front office just said, "Hey, we believe in you guys. Let's add more to the locker room that we can afford to that we can afford to do." And I'm sure this is like going to pay dividends for Alvin Kamara's psyche because you can say whatever you want. He's still a human being. Mark Ingram is his friend. And Alvin Kamara doesn't look like a guy that, that talks to a whole bunch of guys. Like he looks like he's pretty into his own his own world. So bringing his boy back, you know what I mean, and bringing back Mark Ingram, I think that that's going to pay huge dividends for his psyche oh. going into the game. Oh, 100%. I mean, they were, they were, they were crushed when he left. They were sad yeah. like, when he went to Baltimore. Like, yeah. it, and listen, you, what we, as Saints fans, what do we want Sunday? We want the Saints to win. We want Jameis smiling. And we want the greatest post-game comedy duo <laughs> back and forth. They both score a touchdown. They're finishing each other's sentences. And it's back. And it's fun. And listen, to me, like, I, you know, I'm not an X's and O guy. Yeah. I, I watch it. I kind of care about it. But for me, I love the storyline. I love the fun of it. I got to rewrite a third of my Channel 4 column because it says got Ingram back. It's fun. <laughs> it's supposed to be, this is supposed to be fun, right? It's, and if you can't get excited about a guy coming back to the Saints, He's gonna break the career rushing like it's fun. Like yeah. this is supposed to be fun. I'm with you. I'm I'm so with you on that. Okay, I know I can't keep you here too long. So before we get you out of here, I'm gonna play this game with you that we play all the time. Okay, go through game by game with you, and I'm gonna ask you just win, loss, or I don't know. So for the rest of the year, right now we're four and two, and I want to see where your record's at after we're done this. Okay. Halloween, right, Halloween versus the Bucks, three thirty game. Win, loss, or you don't know. Win. Sunday noon noon against the Falcons at home. Win. Ingram breaks the rushing record. Nice. At the Titans, twelve o'clock. I would say loss. Okay. At the Eagles, twelve o'clock. Win. Win. 
Thursday, Thanksgiving, 7-20, primetime in the Dome versus the Bills. I'm going to say law. No! Okay. Um, we'll get back to that. Uh, the game that I'm going to be at. I'm flying in for this game finally. It's been three years since I've been at a game. Uh, versus the Cowboys, 720, primetime, Thursday night game. Win. At the Jets. Win. At the Bucks, 720, Sunday night football. Loss. Home against the Dolphins, Monday night football. Win. Home against the Panthers, redemption game. I'm going to say that's going to be your Sean Payton what the fuck is going on game. <laughs> we're we're going to get swept by the Panthers? Yuck. Um, we're going to get swept by the Panthers. <laughs> and then at the Falcons, week, week 18. Win. So you, you, got, you got four losses on there, one of which we got to talk about before I get you out of here. Um... And I can't disagree with any of them, really, except for that Buffalo game. So, watching Buffalo play, I think they're a good team. And it's never going to get past me that, yeah, they're a really good team. they got a lot of weapons. But I think their inability to run the ball, especially in short yardage, that's going to start like going against them. I, I, like, I like you. I am a little bit X's and O's, but I'm not, I don't understand the game at the level that like Andrew Juge or Nick Underhill understand it. You know what I mean? So... You watch them yeah. play, and they rely a lot on the legs of Josh Allen. When game, when te- when teams start to game plan against that, you know, and they figure out how are we going to keep contained with this guy and not get let him get the short yard and take certain things away, that's going to make it really difficult for them. And I think near the end of the year, I think teams do catch up on that. And like, I think one of our most unheralded guys that we don't talk about enough as Saints fans at all is Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen has actually been fantastic for like the last three years. He's been great. He's had his moments, but he's been great. Well, I, I, the thing is, the thing is, it's one of the most underrated things about the Saints is until last year, they kept this group together for three, four, five years. I mean, Dennis Allen's been the defensive coordinator since 2015. Yeah. Like, it's been a long, you know, he's been, a, he's been the defensive coordinator. I mean, he basically, he, ba- he became the defensive coordinator like right around the, the time my son was born and my son is going to be six in November you know they fired Rob Ryan in the middle of 2016 right yeah. after the Washington game yeah. Dennis Allen has been a, the defensive coordinator as long as my son's alive he, my son's six and the thing is it's so underrated right because here's the thing and you know when you have continuity on your coaching staff and in your front office they know what Dennis Allen wants he's like I need Big giant defensive end that do these things. That set the edge, and I want. And the thing is, when you have teams like the Jets who are constantly firing a co- firing a coach, getting a new coach, getting a new coordinator, you don't have any continuity. The yeah. Saints, they know this is what we want on offense. This is what we want on defense. I don't think it's a coincidence that the Saints have been so freaking good on drafting because they've had the same defensive coordinator for six years. Yeah. Because he knows. I want big, physical defensive ends, and I want big, physical corners. That doesn't mean they're always correct. doesn't mean they're always right. But when you have that continuity, you're better off. And I just, like, Dennis Allen, he must have the Raiders think on him and stays on it forever. Because <laughs> I, look at the, I look at the Eagles, and I know they interviewed Dennis Allen, but they hired that bozo that they have as a coach. <laughs> I can't believe that the Eagles, 
Philadelphia yeah. is a mess. Oh, a dumpster fire. And I just look at, I just look at the Saints continuity on the coaching staff. It's been amazing. You know, they have Ryan Nielsen. It's a, it's a true thing, right? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's great fun. I will say one thing about your, your thing about running the ball. And, and I, and, and, um, I just, the, the Chargers coach said this, Brandon Staley, and, and, and everybody said it was great, and it was. And he said, and, he, and he's a real analytical guy. And he's mm-hmm. like, I understand football analytics, and I know it said you should throw the ball more, and you should throw on early downs, and all this. But he was like, you got to run the ball, because football, at its core, is a physical game, and you have to show toughness. And when you run the ball, the other team has to tackle you. Yep. They have to make a tackle. It has to be a physical play, and that wears on you. Whereas if you throw a pass, it can be incomplete. It can be, you know, you don't have to necessarily make a tackle. And you have to, the toughness and your physicality comes through the running game. And I think you see it with a team like Kansas City. They've sort of, even though they've been great the last two, three years, they've sort of gotten away from the run, got away from the run. And they don't have, to me, a toughness on none. offense anymore. None. None. And, and I think, you look at the Saints, the Saints overflow with toughness. They don't have receivers and a quarterback <laughs> that can be, you know, a top 15 guy. But the Saints, what the Saints have is, we'll punch you in the mouth. <laughs> like, that's the Saints' go-to play. Yes, so sir. I just think it's really interesting with the team. And I will say this, this Saints team, maybe it's because Drew retired so we don't have the whole, we got screwed in 2018, we got to get this ring for Drew, we got to get another Super Bowl before he leaves. Now that that whole, it's over, right? Drew's gone. I just think there's a lightness to this season where they're not winning the Super Bowl. But you know what? If they go 10-7, and 11-6, and six, and win a playoff game, like, that's fun as hell, man. Yep, yep. And, it's just a light. It's just a lightness to it. Where I'm going to watch the Astros tonight, and that's 180 degrees because the Astros they've had this group together since 2015. They've been to the World Series three times. Carlos Correa is their best player. He's probably leaving after this year. So this is like the last ride with this group of Astros because Carlos Correa is leaving. They got a couple of guys that are older. Like this is it. Yeah. They got to get this done for this World Series to get another ring. So there's this pressure. With the 2021 Saints, you just don't have that. No, not and at all. It's fun. It makes it, it's not, it's not, I wouldn't say it's more fun than the last few years with Breeze because that was fun. It's just different. It's just a different experience. I was interacting with one of the Saints people on Twitter. Uh, her name's D, and she does the fourth and D on YouTube, whatever. And she was hilarious. She said, she said that. She said, during the regular season for the last four years, We've been we've been spoiled. We we didn't get excited for regular season games because we expected to win those games, and we won a lot of those games. You know what I mean? Like, didn't we win the most games in a four year span in the NFL um, over anybody? Like, That's right. yeah. So we won a lot of those games, and then when the playoffs came, there was just immense amount of pressure because of all of the failures that we've had in the playoffs. They amplified the need to be perfect because we thought that that's what we needed to do in order to win these games and you felt it from the fans and you could see it on the players they pressed you know like i get it jared cook fumbled the ball in that playoff game against the bucks and that was a turning point because we probably get three and go up 10 you know but in that game drew wasn't good you know and like i get it he was injured all up but he was able to play through those injuries for making other plays so i don't want to hear the injury stuff 
we play tight. Sean coached tight. You know, and like after those fumbles and those turnovers started to mount, right. we played tight. So it's it is, you're right. It's a it's a lighter group this year, and the expectations are low and they're exceeding expectations right now. We're four and two without a wide receiver who's been drafted in the top four rounds playing in a game this year. And missing offensive linemen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I really do like this team. We're going into this game. Like you said, if we win, we're gonna be a half game back from the Bucks and with the same amount of losses in the loss column. What's your prediction for the game? How does the game go? And give me a score. I feel like I made a prediction. I made. I predicted on my podcast last night. I said thirty-one to seventeen, Tampa. I said it would be close, but Jameis would throw like a pick six, and it would make the score look not as close as the game was. But I'm filled with emotion now. <laughs> I got the feelings. I got. I got. We got Ingram back. I'm feeling good. We got like you got. You got. Uh, Antonio Brown's not going to play. I got the emotions. Mark's going to come back. I'm feeling great. We got Ingram, Kamara, Comedy do it back. Shades, 550 negative, too. We're getting this done. We're getting this done Sunday, baby. I love it. I absolutely love the energy. Who's your player of the game? My player of the game's got to be Ingram, right? <laughs> Goal line. If he scores... I don't, I don't <laughs> He's gonna have four carries for seven yards and two touchdowns, both from the one yard line. Right. Yeah, and we're just—it's just gonna make the day go up. Uh, my player of the game—I'm not gonna go through all of it. Go, go, sorry. Hall of Fame—he's gonna be Mark Ingram. He's gonna be all-time Hall of Fame <laughs> fantasy vulture performance. I love it. I love it. I'm gonna go. Uh, I have—I have a score. Saints, Saints 34, Tampa 20. I think we sack Tom six times. Five, six times. I think we get off to that offensive line. I think Onyemata's hungry. Cam Jordan put a tweet out. Said, I, f- I feel sorry for the first first team that has to face Onyemata. I love that tweet because he's hyping yeah. him up. Um, and I do think that Jameis plays well. I think Jameis is going to be my player of the game. I think Jameis throws for three touchdowns and uh, and looks good. And I think maybe like he breaks the 300 mark. He, has, he hasn't done it yet, right? I don't think Jameis has thrown for 300 yet. I love it. I, so, lo- I love it. Man. I, I can't. I can't wait. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot wait for Sunday. I'm gonna plug. We do Spotify Green Room. Download the app. We're gonna have the. We're gonna have the official Welcome Home Mark Ingram uh, party on Spotify tonight. Yes. Follow us. Yeah. Uh, 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 where, what uh, else? Where? Uh, plug all your. Plug all your things here, so we know. Plug them all. Plug them all. We got Spotify. Just wherever you get your podcast. Saints. Search Saints Happy Hour. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, we're on Twitch. We do a live stream. Like, find us. We're amazing. You guys are amazing. Like, the Saints podcast community, the thing I love about us all is we all support each other, and we come on each other's shows, and it's great fun. And, like, get excited, man. Get fucking excited yeah. for the 2021 Saints. We got, I mean, <laughs> what more do you want? And like, like less of Drew Brees coming back for two games because Jameis gets hurt to play. Like this is this is it. This is the penultimate. Uh, This is a lot of fun bringing the group back together. And like you said, your podcast. I've been listening to it for years. It is the best Saints podcast out there. Um, Between you and Ross Jackson, I just listen to you guys back and forth, and it's fantastic. (laughs) I just I get I get every bit of you know what I need for my Saints fandom. Um, through theirs, and you know we do our thing in here in Canada, just having a little fun with it. But uh, yeah, and the thing yeah. is, the thing is, I want to tell this to people. Listen, I know the Saints last four years it didn't end like we want. We got screwed out of the title. But here's the thing: like this winning and this having a great coach and being in playoff contention, like.
like it doesn't last forever. Like there's gonna be a dip eventually, and enjoy it because look at the Jets, man. Look at New England. Look at New England. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't last, and like the Saints have transitioned out from a Hall of Fame quarterback, and they kept the fun rolling. (laughs) So like enjoy, enjoy the regular season winning. It's fun. All right, man. Well, I know Halloween's coming. You're going to make sure you uh, take the kid out for some Halloween trick-or-treating and get your butt back inside so you can catch the game in time. (laughs) It's my son's son's birthday, so I'm going to have the game on full blast while I'm trying to pretend to be a father. It's going to be fantastic. That's right. Anyways, Ralph. I love it. Thank you so much for giving me the time, and uh, we'll holler back at some point in time in the season, my friend. All right. Great talking to you, Ralph. All right. Who that?